welcome to another episode of Provoke, the podcast that takes a provocative look at advertising as a whole. I'm your host, Brian Wilder, and we have Tanya Zire in the in the uh, studio today. Well, hello. <laughs> How are you doing this Friday afternoon? Wonderful. Happy to be here. Awesome. I mean, it's my job. I have to be here. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you for taking some time out of your day to kind of talk to us about a, a fairly heady subject. Uh, we're going right. to discuss uh, agency turnover. All um, right. It's kind of just one of those things. It's that that, that elephant in the room. Mm-hmm. It's uh, a, a conundrum that advertising professionals have been trying to tackle for decades. Um, you know, how do you keep your best people? What can you do to kind of like reduce the amount of turnover that you get from the top to the bottom? Um, mm-hmm. And so I just wanted to kind of just take a so take this episode to really just kind of dive into as much of it as we can. So um, I guess to kick it off, like what like what is agency turnover? I mean, it's more so for the people who might not be familiar with like that, just that whole cycle. Um, Well, I mean, I would define it as attrition, you know, Mm -hmm. of um, employees. So employees leaving and then you're having to hire and then a year later you're maybe hiring for the same position. So, you know, it's the churn and burn of human resources. (laughs) Yeah. And uh, what was interesting, though, I found a a, a statistic that said that the average turnover turnover annually in the advertising industry is 30 percent. Yeah. Second only to travel and tourism. That's, yeah, I mean, that's a super high number. I was surprised mm-hmm. when I read that. Um, yeah, I, I don't know what to say about that, but <laughs> I, <laughs> it's a real number. I mean, I, I believe it. I believe it happens. Um, so I guess what, because hiring and firing is kind of a thing that happens across all industries, but what, what do you think are some things that kind of contribute to it being such an issue to a point where people talk about it in conferences, there are, there are yearly conferences that are held in HR that, that kind of try to address as to why it's so rampant in, in advertising. Right. Well, I think that advertising is a really demanding field. Mm -hmm. And that's not to say that every job isn't hard. I'm sure every job is difficult in its own right, but advertising is a particularly demanding field. And I think that a lot of professionals, particularly young ones, Mm -hmm. misconstrue what it is that they're getting into. Right. Um, So uh, it's, so let's talk about that age group first of all, yes, the young yes. ones, because I think that there's different causes for uh, different levels, mm-hmm. you know. So I think for entry level employees, they don't really understand. They just think fun, create creative work, right? Um, you know, advertising the Mad Men type of thing. It's like exciting and, you know, action oriented. And, you know, we're going to be writing fun copy and headlines and developing campaigns that the world is going to see. And so, but then when you get into it, the reality of it is that clients are coming to us to build their businesses and their organizations. And that intensity and that demand is Mm -hmm. there, that expectation, like super high level of expectation um, is there. Uh, You know, clients don't like to pay a lot of money and have nothing happen. They really expect results. So uh, that um, expectation flows down directly, you know, from clients. So all of a sudden, you know, <laughs> they don't just want great copy and a great campaign. They want it to drive mm-hmm. traffic to their website or, you know, to sell more widgets, whatever it is. And so it's um, all of a sudden that takes a little bit. It can take the fun out of it a little bit. Right. And um, so setting those notes aside, I think 
um, for, you know, maybe your mid-level, um, even more senior level professionals. It's an incredibly deadline-oriented industry. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, you're only as strong as your weakest link. Nobody can drop the ball in in this type of, of industry, um, especially in smaller or mid-size, you know, agencies. Uh, you just cannot, <laughs> nobody can float along. You can't hide. You can't not do your job. You can't give 100%. It's, it's like everybody has got to pull their weight and um, there's just no place for complacency. Hmm. And so it's, it just, it demands the best. It demands the very, very best that you can give. And let's be honest, some people uh, have jobs for different reasons. Right, right. And that's okay. Mm-hmm. I am not passing judgment. Like some people uh, need income, but they just want to know exactly what they need to do and just come and work, you know, like a nine to five and, you know, have a paycheck and and that's okay. But in advertising, it's, it's not that way. Mm -hmm. It's just, it demands so much more in terms of energy and mental capacity. And, um, and unfortunately that causes turnover. Right. Right. So, um, it's, tough <laughs> <laughs> well yeah i mean because that was that was one thing i noticed almost off the bat when i when i kind of jumped into advertising and that, that there's a very heavy business analytical kind of yeah. like looking one three five years ahead kind of mentality that you have yeah. to have and you kind of you have to be on it like you have yes. to be thinking yes. two steps three steps ahead of your clients in order to even feel like you're keeping up. <laughs> it's like, this is seriously like it's survival of the fittest. Right. I right, mean, it really is right. like, I mean, this business weeds people out mm. like, you know, and it's, uh, it's tough. It is. It's tough. So, right. so to kind of um, switch gears a little bit, I wanted to talk a little about some other kind of contributing factors that can okay. cause a lot of the turnover that we see in the industry. Um, there was one that I, that I coming, coming from a creative standpoint, uh, the idea of this, this rise in sort of like non-traditional agencies, mm-hmm. um, moving agencies that are moving away from that idea of being a full service, yeah. one-stop shop kind of place and, and kind of breaking down and really analyzing what their true specialties are mm-hmm. and then putting all of their eggs in those baskets. Right. So you see this, the, uh, a lot of people popping up as like consultancies and you see, you see, you're seeing a fair share of like niche kind of, um, agencies that focus solely in healthcare or solely in, in QSR. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, w- do you have any thoughts on like where you kind of see, cause, cause evoke we're we are a full service agency mm-hmm. we consider ourselves such, and we, we operate as such. Um, so do you see that trend maybe kind of adversely affecting how maybe not us, but uh, a, a, an agency like us doing our jobs in the future? I'm I'm not sure I completely understand, I mm-hmm. guess, what you're getting at. So are you are you saying how does this relate to turnover? Right. So say you hire five or six new entry level people and they express that maybe, you know, their their interest lies in automotive. Mm-hmm. And it's a situation where you 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 try, you try to set them up for success internally, um, but it's still automotive, automotive, automotive. Next thing you know, there's a niche 
agency up the street that's all automotive. Now you now you now you're in this kind of like red zone to where you could potentially lose those five people to that niche yeah. agency. Like, do you see situations like that popping up more? Not so much in Orlando, okay. but I'm sure that ha- happens in bigger cities where you've really got some um, niche oriented agencies that just focus in in certain industries. But mm-hmm. here, I mean, we're one of the bigger players in town, right? And and we can't afford to specialize in a niche. So, gotcha. um, and it's not that we 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 definitely have areas that we, uh, you know, focus a little bit more in, like travel and tourism, financial, mm-hmm. legal, mm-hmm. nonprofit sector. Right. Um, but truth be told, I mean, as I'm interviewing people and hiring, I'm not looking for any particular industry expertise really i'm looking more for an understanding of like fundamentally of marketing principles you know that can be applied across any industry Mm -hmm. um i do think that there can be um i some agencies are stronger in digital and some are more traditional. Mm-hmm. Um, certainly now everybody is shifting, you know, towards the digital side. Right. But, um, you know, when I'm, this is true and with designers for sure. Some are more like print oriented. Like they're like, they went to fine arts, you know, school and exactly. they work in those mediums. And then some are more just like they want web interactive. And, you know, so in terms of like recruitment, you know, I have to think through that and make sure that we have someone that's interested in, in all disciplines. Um, and, you know, we could certainly lose people, um, if they're like, Hey, yeah, I, I'm tired of just designing websites. I want to do, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> more print or vice versa. Mm-hmm. So, um, I like to keep things fresh and dynamic and have like a lot of different types of work. Um, ideally I think for staff. Okay. Um, and, and you would, you would touch on the idea of like native advertising versus digital kind of first. Yeah. And so maybe, and, and that's something that I, and I've spoken to other professionals who have this problem where it's, there's this, this lack of cohesion between what traditional media is doing with digital digital mm-hmm. media and finding that kind of like balance is, is as as people more and more agencies move towards a digital first kind of mindset um i i, I don't know how much you can speak on it but do you see more people coming in entry level or otherwise that are looking for a more digital first kind of agency or is it still a good mix between the two um, I know I definitely see more people like leaning towards the digital side. Okay. I see, you know, a lot of people with social media certifications, Google mm-hmm. anal- analytics certifications. Um, and it, when people don't have that, I'm always encouraging them and, and letting them know you have to have like that, um, that mindset of always learning. Right. Even if you have a degree and you have five years of experience, mm-hmm. You have to keep learning because this industry, the digital landscape is like ever evolving. And it's like every six months, everything changes. The dynamic changes, you know, the algorithms change and and what worked, you know, six months ago may not work now. And so strategies have to evolve. And um, if you're not pushing forward and learning, you're falling behind. So um, I don't know that that contributes to turnover but it certainly affects you know who we hire Mm -hmm. because i'm looking for that that drive and that passion and and desire to learn so 
So I guess it all kind of culminates with the idea of of transparency, right? So for so both internally and externally, mm-hmm. just being able to, as a potential employee, convey exactly what you're looking for and what your what the expectations for are, and, and and temper not only temper those expectations but set them early. Yeah, and I think that's what can help, kind of kind of increase retention and 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 remove that idea of, of turnover because communication is always and i think that's something that's that's always argued across mm-hmm. all industries it's like being able to talk out like talk through the things that you expect versus what the your potential employer expects of you yeah definitely um i think understanding exactly what's expected in the role and what defines success mm-hmm that's really like important on both sides. You know, the employee has to ask and the employer has to be able to define Mm -hmm. and, and tell the employee, this is if you did nothing else and you just did these three things, this is what's most important, you know, to accomplish. Um, Also outside of just uh, your job and roles and responsibilities. um, I think that, you know, um, People have to think through what type of culture they like Mm -hmm. and what type of environment they like to work in, um, in terms of like, even like seating arrangement and how many processes or, you know, structure is in place, um, You know, do you like a more fluid, you know, team environment, you know, kind of bounce things off the wall? Or do you like a lot of structure? Do you like, you know, to have a manual? Do you, you know, to follow in a step-by-step process? Like, you know how like in government, they always say it's very, um, they never draw outside the lines. They never color outside the lines. And here it's a little bit more loosey goosey and so there's a a major gray area (laughs) there's a very large gray area and so that is a good thing and a bad thing Mm -hmm. i mean depending on who you are like some people thrive in that and then some people don't so Mm -hmm. um i think it's important like hopefully we hire somebody that likes that and wants that but sometimes you know people get in and they're like oh this is not quite what i thought Mm -hmm. or you know whatnot and then you know, that contributes to turnover for sure. Um, yeah. Right. And so I, w- I would also add that like being able to establish your, a sense of value, like as an mm-hmm. employee is also very important. Yeah. Um, I think that, that a lot of people tend to, well, I can't speak for everyone, but I think there are some employees that tend to miss the mark when it comes to how much <laughs> they feel they're valued versus how much they're actually valued. And, you know, and you have to be able to find ways and get really creative about showing your value and to your employers, because that's the best way to stay in a, stay in a, stay in a um, organization that you like and eventually move up the ranks. Yeah. I think that, you know, you're, your job description mm-hmm. is like, that's the, like the like bare guidelines. minimum. Yeah. That's the guideline. That's like the base level. That's right. like, okay, we're going to pay you. And in exchange, you're going to do X, Y, Z. So, but then I think what creates value from an employer's perspective is someone that really becomes a brand advocate, right. like someone that truly loves the company and they, you know, want to, you know, promote things like the podcast Mm -hmm. and they uh, want to, you know, share the blogs that we write. They want to attend company events. They, you know, then you feel 
that that person is truly a part of the team and they're not just here to get a paycheck. They, they really enjoy being here and they contribute to the culture and they add their own unique perspective and, and bring value. So, um, that's definitely something to think about, I think from the employee perspective. Absolutely. So with all that said, I mean, I always want to try to incorporate as many learning opportunities for people out there who might still be searching Mm -hmm. for uh, a position somewhere in advertising or marketing or PR. Um, So you want to take a couple of minutes and kind of talk about like maybe some tips that you have as far as entry level employees or maybe even middle or upper level Mm -hmm. um, as far as, you know, what they can do like proactively to kind of like set themselves up for success. Yes. So I think like, let's see, you know, do your research Mm -hmm, for sure. (laughs) So, you know, if you're going to apply to a company, know what that company does, research them, try to think about why you might want to work there. Mm -hmm. Because I always like to ask people like why evoke, right? Like, what is it about evoke that makes you want to be here? So, um, think about your strengths and weaknesses and understand how you might be able to compensate for your weaknesses. Um, I think that we all, we all have weaknesses, right? So if you have a weakness, like let's say you don't know a lot about, um, a social media platform, then you could say, um, I haven't had any experience with this, but I started some training online Mm -hmm. and I'm working towards it. So it shows that initiative. It shows that you're learning and, you know, and there you go. Um, other than that, I think um, in terms of salary and money, um, I think that doing uh, research on the market, on the industry, the geographic location is very important. Um, if you can use sites to do your research, but then um, think about the size of the company, mm-hmm. where they're located, because mm-hmm. all of those things impact, you know, like if you just Google what an average salary is, right? The number you get back is probably a general. Yeah, it's like, very skewed. It's you, skewed. It's, it's putting it's putting averages of people in like Boise, Idaho, as well as people in like Chicago. <laughs> right, right. So it's like completely inaccurate. Mm-hmm. So um, no, no offense to Boise, Idaho. It's a beautiful place. <laughs> right. <laughs> so I I think that um, understanding uh, or trying to get an idea of what the market value is like there's a range you know right. for for a position um and and just tempering your expectations but saying that i or having said that um also there's a lot of uh value and incredible value in communicating where you want to be mm. in the future mm-hmm. so you know maybe you're willing to take that entry level job but if you can communicate at that time what your intentions are and your desires, um, that's a wonderful thing. And right. say, you know, well, three years from now, I'd like to be here. Uh, I'd like to have, you know, be in this type of role. This is the salary I'd like to target, um, you know, whatever it is. Like, it just, it's amazing. I really get or see very little of that. Um, I do try to ask people those questions like, what are your goals? Where would you like to be? Mm-hmm. You know, what are you aiming for in your career? Um, because that's important to me as an employer and, and hiring people. I want to make sure that their goals and their values align with the company's goals and values. And we can all kind of move together in the same direction. Right. <laughs> so. Right. And I guess I would add to that. And, and I had it in big 
big bold letters is the yeah, just the idea of communication like being able to just and i think this this kind yeah. of plays into everything that we've talked about so far it's just like communicating this idea like communicating just exactly what you want out of this particular work experience mm-hmm. from start to finish yeah you know if it's a situation where you know in your heart of hearts i'm probably not going to be here for for more than a year convey that like don't right. don't be afraid to just say to, it to say that. <laughs> yes yeah, exactly because i feel like the more that you withhold from the powers that it's be just detrimental exactly it, it, d- it hurts everybody involved <laughs> yeah and i think it's hard i think it's hard for a lot of entry-level people because they're, they're I, th- I feel like they get taught like you know don't don't be too forthcoming don't be too honest about what you want because some people take it as a negative thing and i'm just like i i, I don't know where that comes from <laughs> no and and honestly it's like it, it applies to everything so i it's a hard it's difficult to negotiate when you're it's your like your first job out of college. Right, right. But let's assume that you're a little bit, you know, further down in your, in, right. the, in your career. So it's it's important to, um, you know, to say if uh, you you need a certain amount of time off because you really enjoy traveling or whatever it is. You know, you're mm-hmm. going to work full time, but then you really like to do other things or you have a hobby that, you know, uh, I don't know, you take golf trips, you know two times a year or something like this, whatever it is, like the employer at the end of the day wants to hire people that are going to stay and be happy. Right. And if something greatly contributes to your happiness, maybe you need a little bit of extra flexibility because you need to pick your child up from school Mm -hmm. at, you know, at four 30 or something. I don't know. I'm trying to come up with things on the spot, (laughs) but you know, it's like, you know what I'm saying? It's different for every person. Right. Right. It's just better for everyone involved if you're clear and you communicate what really contributes to your happiness and and will possibly extend your stay in that job. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because then then we know, wow, this okay, okay this person really needs XYZ. And if we can do this, they could they could be with us for a long time. So um if you don't communicate it and you're six months in and you're just frustrated because, you know, you can't pick up your child from daycare, you can't, right. you know, do something that you needed to do, then, you know, your happiness is reduced and you may not stay because of that. So um, and then everybody loses. Yeah. So, <laughs> so there's definitely a, a, a an element of personal responsibility that yeah, comes into play. Absolutely. Like you can only be in charge of your own happiness. <laughs> yep. And, it, and, you know, I will say I don't think employers, they might not be able to agree to everything that you need up front Mm -hmm. um but i think there's if they know up front what you need then maybe six months down the line a year down the line it's easier to negotiate because you asked for it back then right right. and they know that it truly is a desire Mm -hmm. so it's you know planting those seeds too awesome you know so Great way to wrap that up. Well, Tanya, thank you so much. That ends this episode. Um, I appreciate you again yeah. taking some time out to talk Thanks to us. Thanks for having me. Awesome. So if you have any questions out there in listener land or comments or, qu- or concerns, be sure to send them to Provoke. That's P-R-O-V-O-K at evokead.com. And um, as always, follow us on all our social media channels to kind of keep up with what our, our contributions are to the uh, advertising uh, world. Uh, there's no quote today because it's Friday and we got work to do. <laughs> but um, as I always say, y'all take care. Mm-hmm.